Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tonight's subject is power. I do not mean the power of Caesar. I'm speaking tonight of the power of God. During this world of Caesar, I think all nations will admit that this land of ours is by far the greatest power in the world of Caesar. Economic power, military power. And here we are against a tenth rate nation and find in our hands the longest war in our history. We say we have an objective and that we have the means to achieve it. But we are unwilling to use the means that we have or they modify the objective to pick the means that we are willing to use. That belongs to the world of Caesar. If we do not modify the objective to pick the means we are willing to use, well then cultivate and forget it. And forget the so-called saving place. But I'm not speaking of that kind of a power. I'm speaking of the power of God, which is called in Scripture, Jesus Christ. Paul defines Christ as the power of God and the wisdom of God. Here we find wisdom and power exalted and personalized as God's companion in the creation of the world. That power is your own wonderful human imagination. That's the power of God. That is Christ, as far as I'm concerned. That is Jesus Christ of the Scriptures. Now tonight, we're talking just about this power. The earliest gospel is Mark, and the first words define on the lips of this power. The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. Now the word repent, as we use in the world, is not what scripture means. When we use it here, we mean to feel remorse, regret. That has nothing to do with the word repent. It's the Greek metanoia, a radical, a radical change of attitude, a radical change of mind. Can I see an objective? And then everything tells me that I can't realize it. But do I have the power to realize objective? I tell you, we have. 
we have the power. But what is the deeper meaning of power but effectiveness in achieving one's purpose in life? But why have a purpose? Do I have the power? I tell everyone, yes, you can imagine the end, can't you? Can you imagine what it would be like if it were true? Can you feel what it would be like if it were true? Well, then that's the power. Now, can you be persistent in it? Can you remain faithful to that end as though it were true? Now, I don't care what the objective is, you have the power to achieve it. If you know this power is the power of Christ. For all things are possible to hear. He's personified in Scripture. Let us go back and see how they're first personified. In reading in the 8th chapter of the book of Proverbs, the 22nd verse through to the end, the 36th verse. And these are the words, God possessed me. In the beginning of his way, the very first of his acts of old. One translation has it, he created me, but that's not a good translation. I can inside create in my capacity to think, I can develop it, but it was with me in the beginning. I can say that I created my capacity to imagine. It was with me. I may not imagine correctly, but it was with me. So, God possessed me in the beginning of his way, the very first of his acts of all. Before he brought forth the universe, before he laid out the foundations of the earth, I was beside him like a little child. I was daily his delight, rejoicing before him always, delighting in his inhabited world. Now, my sons, listen to me. <coughs> he who finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. But he who misses me injures himself. All who hate me love death. You read these words in the age of Proverbs. Perish personalized as a little child, God's companion in the creation of the world. <coughs> when you read it, it doesn't make sense, but I tell you my own personal experience. Having practiced the art of repentance, and having experienced the birth from above, with the little child, I know exactly what the prophet meant when he was inspired to write those words. One day you will encounter this creative power in you, personified as a little child. The whole vast world has completely misunderstood it, and think it's a little child wrapped in swaddling clothes that was found by the shepherds 2,000 years ago. That's a sign of the birth in man of the creative power of God. So God is actually bringing forth his creative power in man. <coughs> and when it is brought to birth in man, pardon <coughs> me, so that man actually becomes part of the creative power of the universe. That the sign of his birth, the sign of his awareness of it is that of a little child. So here, I was lacking, I was beside him like a little child when he brought forth the universe. So in every one, in bringing me forth as part of the created power of the universe, came the sign of my arriving at that point is symbolized in that of a little child. <coughs> when I find the child, I have found life. Now I have life in myself. I am no longer an animated body, I am a life-giving spirit. 
If I miss it, I injure myself. All who hate me love death. Now this world is the world of death. So you tell the story to the world, and the majority would rather have the biblical across the street or this building. Something to them that is secure. Now you know, pardon me, of our power. Take the building away, destroy the building, but leave me the power to recreate it. Don't take from me the creative power, but take all the things I create. But the world would rather have the things created than the power to create. And so those who hate me, they love death. There is love with the whole natural world that decays. For everything that is built today gradually fades. It comes into the world, it waxes, it wanes, and it vanishes. But leave me the power to bring anything into this world, and take from me, if you will, anything I bring into the world, but don't take from me the creative power that I may actually create anything in this world. Now, what does he mean by repentance? It means this, it tests the individual's ability to enter into and partake of the nature of the opposite. I see someone and they are, well, they're behind the eight ball financially. They have a pure rate, get the buy clothes, feed themselves, or maybe they have obligations to society. Others to feed, others to clothe, they may be a father or mother. But I need them and they are not employed. Now it tests my ability to put them into the state where they are gainfully employed. I bring them before my mind's eye, and I represent them to myself as gainfully employed. And to the degree that I am self-persuaded of the reality of what I am seeing, and hearing, and doing, to that degree they become exactly what I am doing, all in my imagination. For if tomorrow, or in the immediate present, they actually conform outwardly to what I am doing inwardly, I have found the creative part. I try it again with another one. I try it with another one. I keep on trying it. And it works. But then I tell it. I ask everyone who listen to me, I believe it, to try it. See if you can exercise that same power in you. It's not a different power. There's only one Christ. They are a number of Christ running around the earth, only one Christ. And that Christ is your own wonderful human imagination. So if I exercise my imagination and it proves itself in performance, and then you exercise your imagination and it proves itself in performance, it's the same imagination. The individualized, as Neville individualizes you, regardless of your name, then you share it with another, and you tell it to others. But well, if I can tell it to the point where they are persuaded to try it, and in trying it, it proves itself in the testing, will be a thunder. So when the, you read in Scripture, I have found it, found it. I have found the one of whom Moses and the law and the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth. Well, the word Jesus simply means what Jehovah means. It means salvation. It means to save. I save someone from poverty by putting him into a state of affluence. Well, then that's Jesus. I'm exercising the same power. If someone is unwell, and I represent him to myself as a being in the bottom of hell, and he conforms to it, then that's Jesus. He saved him from what? From being unwell. What if I try it and try it and try it and it proves itself? What does it matter what others think? What does it matter what anyone thinks? about what I am talking about. 
I only know that it proves itself in works, but if it works, well then try it. So this is the power of which I speak. Not some peculiar looking on the outside, you don't buy it. It's innate. You exercise it. So you're taught to repay it at the beginning of the exercise of the power. And when you reach a certain degree of intensity, that power is born. And it's born in you and then personified as a little child. And you actually think yourself coming out of your own skull. And here is a little child wrapped in swaddling clothes. And it is your child. Now you didn't form some little child in your head. The child is a sign of your birth you about. It's a sign of your arrival into the creative stream of God. Once down, you're now one with the creative power of God. And there's only God. Nothing but God. Man is all imagination, and God is man. And exists in us, and we in him. The creative power of God is man's imagination. That is actually Jesus Christ himself. There is no other Jesus Christ. So all of a sudden, you find this is what the world is talking about. But they're putting on the outside. I made some little God of it. But he's housing everybody. And let me show you from my own experience what I know about this law. I can raise power in the world of Caesar. We're doing it by the billions every year with our little war. And all the nonsense we have in the world. This power you can waste. You can misuse it, but you can waste it. I can misuse it every moment of time by imagining unlovely things about people. Unlovely things about myself. I can use it hatefully. Well, I can't waste it. I'll show you why you can't waste it. One night, many, many years ago, I suddenly became aware of two beings. I am the one perceiving them. So the three, but I am the perceiver. There above me stands the most beautiful woman imaginable, an angel. <clears throat> an angel of beauty and of everything. There was nothing. And below me, the most monstrous thing that man could ever conceive. Covered in hair, like an ape, but it could speak. It spoke Gatsby. I looked at it, then it looked at me, and then it pointed to this beautiful angelic being. And it called this woman, Mother. But I was so annoyed with this monstrous thing that I covered it. It gloated, it loved violence, it fed on violence. Every time I was violent, it became stronger. And this beautiful thing, knowing that this one is calling it mother. And suddenly, as I am beating this thing, I realize that this is the embodiment of all of my misspent energy. As this one is the embodiment and personification of every noble thought I've ever entertained. I looked at this thing, I had no one with whom I could swear. I felt a compassion I have never known before. I looked at this monstrous thing and realized it is but the result of my own misused energy. It never should have been given birth. And I said to myself, I will redeem you if it takes me eternity. I pledged myself to redeem it. Do you know what happened? At that very moment before my eyes, the whole thing with it, that monstrously, the embodiment of power, horrible looking thing, it all got smaller and smaller and smaller, and it had no trace of ever having been present. But as it got smaller and smaller and disappeared, the energy returned to me. I felt infinite power 
I collect my dollars anything. The power returned to me. It wasn't wasted. It was misused, but not lost. Nothing is lost in all my holy mountain. So you can't lose the power. You can misuse the power, but you can't lose it. But you are confronted one day in a monstrous thing like that. And you know exactly what I did. You won't wait to redeem him. At the very moment that you pledge yourself and you need it, I'll redeem you if it takes me eternity. At that moment, that monstrous thing with us gets smaller and smaller, and this one blows. It becomes radiant like a star. She is the involvement and the permanent personification, getting ever greater of your own noble, wonderful thoughts. Every lovely act of yours feeds her. Every ignoble act of yours feeds him. And they walk with you. This one whispers the lovely things, encouraging you to be noble. And this one whispers the violent things. If you are the crossroads as to what you should do, this one wants to be paid. He can only feed on violence. And this one can only feed on the noble, lovely thoughts of man. And man creates You see your own creation. Join the wellness revolution at SaulGoodSounds.com. For $10 a month, access our exclusive library of ad-free meditative and ambient sounds. Elevate your mindfulness practice and wellness journey today. Experience the difference at SaulGoodSounds.com. Experience the best in relaxation and entertainment with Saul Good Streaming at SaulGood.org. Our extensive library features hundreds of audiobooks, thousands of short stories, original podcasts, and popular sounds for sleep, meditation, and relaxation all ad-free. Whether you want to escape into a good book or fall asleep to your favorite ambient sound, we have something for everyone. Go to SaulGood.org to start streaming and discover your new go-to for entertainment and relaxation. That's S-O-L-G-O-O-D dot O-R-G.